everybody doing today? Very, very, very excited. How many of y'all here for the first time in any campus, wherever you're at? Raise your hand. God bless y'all. God bless y'all. God bless you. My name is Miles. I'm the pastor of the Rock, and we are in year 17. We just finished our 17th year, and we're excited to uh, be here today. Let's all stand up in all the campuses. And if you are new, we have a campus in San Isidro, City Heights, East County, San Marcos, and here in Point Loma, and also microsites all over San Diego, right now in Coronado, and the kids in Juvenile Hall and Donovan State Prison. Let's give all those people out there about God bless y'all. And I, I, we're doing an event at Donovan State Prison, I, I believe it's in, in May, I know it's in May, at night on one of the yards. I'm very excited. I think it's going to be 800 guys out there at night. It's going to be excited to be in prison at night outside with all the fellas. <laughs> Love it, love it, love it. It's going to be just, just, just the Lord is going to move. And so um, I was talking to some uh, officials there this week, and uh, the guys there are so happy when we, when we acknowledge them. They didn't know that we uh, cheer for them. So I want to give them a big shout-out because know we're praying for you guys and love you guys. Amen. 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 Um, I want to pray for us because... Um, uh, I, I'm, my prayer is that God is going to do something amazing in your life. I'm going to talk about um, your sexual purity in your life and calling you to a commitment to sexual purity. And so I want to start preparing you now because we're going to get in some of y'all. No, not some of y'all. All y'all's business today. All y'all's business today. Amen. Amen. Lord, I just pray that you would get up in our business. I pray you prepare our hearts, prepare our minds to receive what you have for us. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, amen. Hey, t- t- say, uh, th- this message is for you, to somebody. Amen. Amen. Get out your Bibles. Get out your Bibles. If you have a Bible, on the count of three, we're going to hold it up and say word on the count of three. On the count of three, one, two, three, say word. Very good. Let's turn to 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6, we'll start right there. It is the uh, seventh book of the New Testament, 1 Corinthians chapter 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 6. In the Bible, in Genesis, the Bible says that God created the heavens and the earth. He created the land animals, the fish, the birds, the bugs, the the plants, everything had a seed in of itself to reproduce after its own kind. Then he created man, and he said it's not good that man be alone, that there be only one human on the earth, because Adam alone could not fulfill the purpose for which he created man. And so he created Eve, and the Bible says we're going to see today the two became one. And God created people so people could have a relationship with him and each other. He created us in his image so he, we could have a relationship with him and with each other. So if I'm the devil, the first thing I'm going to do pretty much is I'm going to try to destroy your ability and perception to have a relationship with God. That's what you were made for. Because if I can disconnect you from God, then you cannot bear and display his image in all its power and glory because you're not connected to the source of the image. Next thing I'm going to do is I'm going to destroy your relationship with each other and try to poison your perception of each other, male, male, female, 
male, male, female, female, because you were also created to have relationship with each other. So I'm the devil. I want to destroy that as well. Whether it's number two or number three on my priority list as the devil, I would destroy your ability in a relationship, marriage relationship, to be one. God created us, male and female, to be united as one. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit is three persons, one God. How? They are so unified in their purpose and being that there's only one. You talk to one, you talk to the other. But they had different roles. And God says, I'm going to make man and woman, they can, they can become one. They can be bonded together and enjoy that oneness. I'm going to destroy that if I'm the devil. So today I want to talk about how God created us to be one, how the devil has destroyed and is in the process of destroying your ability to be one, and then how God can restore it back together. Can I get an amen? I was in, uh, let's, let's, let's read this. Um, someone once asked me, are all sins the same? And I told them, no, all sin is not the same. And we say, well, okay, all commandments aren't the same. Jesus said there's one commandment above all commandments. That's to love God with all your heart, mind, and soul. So if that's the number one commandment, disobeying that must be more important than disobeying another commandment. There's also a sin that has different consequences on you than other sins. If I steal a candy bar, that's a sin. But if I murder someone, that's a different sin. One has bigger consequences. I was doing a class in Philadelphia in a school, high school, on safe sex. And I asked kids, how can, how, how can, is sex beautiful? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sex, you know, you know, I didn't say created from God, but I, I said, you know, it's a great thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I said, are there dangers to sex? And they were quiet. I said, how can you get hurt by having sex? And they were like, well, you get a disease, you get this. And then one kid raised his hand. He said, well, if your, if your girlfriend's father comes home and hits you with a baseball bat, that's how you get hurt. <laughs> that's right. I put, I gotta write that one down. <laughs> so I said, What does safe mean? Free from harm or danger. I said, how can you be free from harm or danger and have sex? They said, contraceptive and all the different kind of contraptions they give you. And we don't need to get into all of them, but there's just this shelves full of things to protect you from something God made beautiful. And so I said, okay, so we listed all the contraceptives. I said, how can this help you protect you from your reputation? How can it protect you from spiritual pain? How can it protect you from ruining your ability to emotionally bond with somebody? How can it protect you from images that are going to be in your head for the rest of your life? Can't. Something so much bigger. So I want to read something to you. First Corinthians chapter 6. It says, flee sexual immorality. Everyone say flee. Flee means that. Run. Run, forest, run. 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 Everyone say run. It means that. Flee. Every sin that a man does is outside the body, stealing, lying, whatever. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. We live in a sexually deviant, free culture. And you can argue whether your sexual practices are right or wrong. All you have to do is look at the fruit of it. Are you getting disease? Are you getting your heart broke? Are you ruining your ability to... To think about one person. I am married, been married 37 years. If I, as a consenting adult, had a relationship with another woman other than my wife who is a consenting adult, and we are two consenting adults, what's wrong with that? You hear that all the time. Well, we're consenting adults. That doesn't make it right. 
And so it says, flee, flee. Hey, turn to Genesis chapter 2. Let's get the foundation. Start at the beginning. Genesis chapter 2. Genesis chapter 2 says, God created the heavens and earth. I'm going to paraphrase it. I'm going to get to verse 21 in chapter 2, verse 21, my bad. Uh, God created the heavens and earth. He created man, Genesis 2. He said it's not good that man be alone because a single man, and I don't mean single, not married, single, just one human being on the planet cannot fulfill the purposes that I created people for. And then it says in verse 21, after God, after Adam named the animals, and by the way, when I, it says named the animals, he named the animals that God brought to him. He didn't necessarily name all the animals we have because we are still naming animals today. Just watch Discovery Channel. They say, we just found this new species of fish seven miles in the ocean. We've never seen it before, and we now call it Barabitubu, and so that's the name. Okay, so we're still naming animals, and Adam just kind of set the tone. But it says in verse 21, the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on Adam, and he slept, and God took out one of his ribs, closed up the flesh in its place, and the rib which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a wound, and he brought it to the man. And Adam said, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh, she shall be called, whoa, man, because she was taken from the man. Because Adam was brought all these animals, and none of them were compatible to him. None of them were compatible to him. And when he saw the woman, he went, whoa, man. That's what I'm talking about, God. That's what that word means. <laughs> you, you guys are missing a whole lot of good stuff in the Bible, right? For real. And then it says in verse 24, Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Everybody say one flesh. One. Two shall become one. Emotionally, mentally, physically, spiritually, socially, in all kind of ways, all kinds. Verse 25. And they were both naked, the man and his wife, and they were not ashamed. When it says they were naked, we always think no clothes. However, it means they were spiritually exposed, emotionally, mentally. There was nothing hidden between them. And they were not ashamed. Let me, let me digress. This is from another sermon, but it's somewhat applicable here. There's a belief that Adam and Eve were covered in light. Why? Because there's a science called biophotonics. You can look it up uh, on, on, on the internet, which means it's true. So biophotonics <laughs> is a study of light coming out of living things. Biophotonics, bio being living, photon is the smallest unit of light. Photography is, a, is the study of light. Biophotonics is the study of light coming out of living things. For example, when you see a baby, their skin is glowing. Can I get an amen? And then the older you get, the more dusty you look. <laughs> all the ladies say, hey. And I'm not saying all the ladies because it's only you, but y'all are the ones who are more sensitive. We don't care if we look like dust. We just go outside, right? Y'all got a billion dollar, you have a, there's a multi-billion trillion dollar cosmetic industry because you want to maintain that glow. That God gave you. It's called, it's light. When you see a woman who's in love, she's glowing. When you see a woman at a wedding, she's love. When she's pregnant, there's life. And then if you ever see a dead person, from dust you came, dust you go back. It's no light. The, the belief was that Adam and Eve were no sin. Their light was so bright you couldn't see their nakedness, which is why when they sinned, they realized they were naked because before that they just saw light. Oh, awesome. God is awesome. Luke says in verse 24, therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be joined to his wife and they shall become one flesh. Number one of your notes, the brain is designed to be joined to one partner. 
Let me give you some science. And it says that they were, the two shall become one, and they were both naked. There was no shame. Uh, one definition you can use for sex is shameless oneness. Okay. Now, I'm not dyslexic, so don't, you don't need to correct me on this. I'm going to tell you to do this. Take, take your right hand. I know this is my left, but I'm doing this for your benefit. Okay. So, and say, say right brain. Take your other hand, your left hand, and say left brain. Okay. Let me explain something to you in honor of Ricky Ricardo. Let me explain it. My man, Ricky was the coolest brother on TV. I'm telling you. Your right brain experiences the here and now. So right now, because you are so excited, you're having such a great time, it's such a stimulating uh, uh, conversation and, and topic, and you're, you're learning all this stuff, and you can't wait to know what I'm going to say, your right brain is just going, this is so good. Can I get an amen? So it's processing sounds, processing visuals, processing temperature, it's processing your feeling and all the stuff, you know, your nice clothes that you have on, whatever. It's processing all this information, and it's the here and now, and I'm making generalizations about how the brain works because I don't know all the complexities, but I'm just going to give you enough for you for right now. Your left brain, say left brain, your left brain is going to store that information, and it's going to process through problem solving. The right brains are here and now, and this is like later on. And so what you're happening is you're experiencing something right now, and then the information comes over here. When your neurons fire together, they wire together. Okay. So, see, so let's say God unites you, two become one, and you have this, when, when two become one, God bonds you together. Marriage is a bonding event. God binds you together. Intimacy or sex is a bonding experience and a pleasurable experience. It does two things. It bonds you and further unites you as one and cements your oneness. And then you experience that oneness. That's the fun, the good, the, the feel-good part. We get focused mostly on that and forget about the bonding part. Because the Bible says two shall become one. So God created you that you can actually become one with once with someone else. So what happens is you have this intimate relationship and you're and you're and you're in the middle of the act, and your right brain is experiencing it in real time. Smell, touch, sound, visual, feelings, blah, 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 blah. It's all happening in your right brain, and your left brain will store it. So when next time happens, you're, you're the same thing, or, you know, whatever you do, and then your, le- le- your left brain's going, yeah, I recognize those sounds, those smells, that, that face, the hair, whatever it is, and, and store it in the left brain. So every time you do this, you're, when your neurons fire together, they wire together, and what happens is that person actually gets wired into your brain. You also have what they call mirror neurons in your brain, mirror Neurons, you know, you look in the mirror, you see yourself. Mirror neurons are so when you look into someone's eyes or look at someone, you can actually mirror what's going on in their heart. It's called empathy. You can, sometimes you'll see that. You'll see a little kid, a, a, a moving story on television, and you'll see someone cry, and then you cry. You have empathy. It's you're mirroring what's in their heart. Now, humans, ironically enough, out of all the creatures on the earth, humans are one of the very few animals that actually can have intimate relationships face-to-face. Animals don't do that. They, they do it not face-to-face. <laughs> I usually talk about this with a, in men's conferences where we can just got to get raw in it. But I, you, you get the point, right? You got the point, right? And so, but, 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 but people have the option of face-to-face where you could actually, don't close your eyes, by the way. <laughs> Look. Because... 
the Bible says the eye is a lamp unto your soul and you can actually mirror what's in someone's heart. And you can actually connect on a spiritual level. Ooh, God gave you that ability. God gave both men and women, but more so on the women's side, oxytocin, which is a bonding hormone. When you, when you breastfeed a child, oxytocin in your body rises and it bonds you to the baby. I've never done that. I've never, I, didn't, I don't have that experience, so, but, I, but, but I know it. And it happens. And I, and I think one of the most dangerous people on the planet are moms with little kids. Ladies, can I get an amen? Okay, okay. I'm not trying to compare you to a bear, but the Bible talks about <laughs> the Bible talks about the danger of coming near a, a mother bear with its cubs. Again, I'm not trying to make you, you. You get the point. You get the point. But you, you, you know, when you you go in Target and you see moms walking around with carriages, they may look sweet in their little yoga pants, whatever. They will jack you up. Can I get it? Okay, okay. Because there's a, there's a, there's a bond there that does, the guys don't know about. We don't know that. We don't know. When, when, my, my, when my wife and I dropped my our daughter off at college, she was in L.A. I don't know. if She was 19 or 18 or whatever it was. And when we dropped her off, my as we were driving away, my wife is bawling, crying, and I'm like, "Where are we going to get something to eat?" <laughs> it's a whole different experience. So, so you have oxytocin. Oxytocin will bond you. Matter of fact, if you hug somebody for 10 seconds or more, the oxytocin in both of you rises and it bonds you to that person. So with my daughters, I just hold them for 10 seconds. We're going to bond. That's why, you, that's why you see guys, we don't, guys don't hug long. We just go, that's it. We're like, maybe a second. Hey, what's up? <laughs> okay, back off. Okay. We, you don't see guys standing there like, hey, get, the game was good the other day. When did they you see that touchdown? And, no, no, no. We're just like, boom. We don't, we don't even shake hands anymore. We just go bam like that. We don't even want to get close. And so you have, so you have oxytocin that bonds you. Why? Because God wants us to be one. Men have a hormone called vasopressin, which is a bonding hormone. And it is at its highest during our happy ending. Some of y'all get that when you drive it home. You're going to go, nah, yeah. Bon- here's a point. Here's a point. God says, I made you so all these, your endocrine system, your, neuro- your neurological system, your spiritual system, your, your, uh, your, your skeletal system, your muscular system is all designed to become one. And all that is stored up here and left. Because all this experience is happening. Are y'all following me? That's what God said. That's part of what God said. Look at number two in your notes. A brain attempting to join to multiple partners will enslave you to self-destruction. Enslave. John chapter 8, verse 34. John chapter 8, verse 34. It says, most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits sin is a slave to sin. Let me say it again. John 8, 34, Jesus speaking. Most assuredly, I say to you, whoever commits a sin is a slave to sin. You will actually become dependent on your sin. Right brain, 
You have this experience over and over and over again. It's stored on your left brain. I know this girl. I know this guy. I know the hair, the, the smell, the touch, the feel, the temperature, the sounds. All that's involved in this experience is stored here. And every time it happens, my left brain affirms I remember that. Then you introduce another person. Whether real or imaginary. Imaginary is pornography. Pornography is watched more on Sunday than any other day of the week. One in every two guys in general, one in every six women in general, teenagers more than older people, 18 to 25-year-olds, 22 of them think pornography is a good thing. So they're watching pornography on their phone, they're sexting, they're putting in all these pictures, and their brain is processing things as though they're really happening. And so what happens is their right brain, especially for all the young people that y'all are and that you know, their brains are, are being destroyed because what's happening, their right brain is going crazy with all these different multiple things and images and sounds and imaginations and conversations and experiences. And their left brain's going, I don't, I can't, I can't wire to all these people. I can't bond to all these people. It's too many. So what happens is your, your brain can't wire itself. And therefore, instead of being like that, one with the now and yesterday with this person, it's like this. And you have this void, this bonding void that's left that can only be filled, at least attempted to be filled with more pleasure. And so your brain starts looking for pleasure to fill that void, that bonding void, because there's a void in your life. And you start filling it with more and more stimulation, whether it be pornography, whether it be actual acts with different people, whether it be your imagination. And you, and you, and you can't even be stimulated. Matter of fact, one of the highest Customers of Viagra are guys between 25 and 35 because a naked woman doesn't arouse them anymore because their brain is like, I've seen that so much. I need more. I need something more extreme. This is, this is how the devil destroys you with sin. And so your brain is now rewired and you are now, you become a sex addict. I don't want to say that all, everyone's a sex addict, but you become so dependent on the pleasure when in fact God says, I wanted you to bond with someone in oneness. Matter of fact, a lot of times women will, when they, their husbands confess to them that they've committed adultery, they will admit, I knew something was wrong. Why? I'm going to tell you why. Because God, here's what God does. God is awesome. Everyone say, God is awesome. <laughs> say, I, say, I am so busted. <laughs> Some of you are like, why, why, I didn't do anything. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> When you, and I'm saying all y'all did this, but just track with me, we're sinners, so we're busted. Just leave it at that. When you are with somebody and you have an affair, your right brain says, I don't recognize that person. It releases a stress hormone called cortisol. Ooh. Stresses you out. Rats. Your brain rats you out. Your brain says, yo, man or girl, what's up with that? And you're like, oh, it's, it's good, it's good. You know, you make all these rationalizations and your own brain is saying, nah, that ain't cool. And you walk around the house like, hey, honey, hey, honey. Because your brain's like, yo, man, you better tell her. You better, you better get right. You better, I'm, 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 and and, and your, your brain is doing it to you. Why? Because your brain wasn't designed for that. I was walking in the lobby here at the church in Point Loma and our... Rock Academy, this is years ago, Rock Academy, I just got out for chapel or some event in a sanctuary and I'm walking through as the kids were coming through the lobby and this junior high kid walks up to me. I didn't know him, had never seen him, didn't. and he just walked up to me and said, hey, Pastor Miles, I said, how you doing? He says, is masturbation wrong? 
I was like, whoa, man, whoa. whoa. I mean, we just met. I mean, we, you, didn't, you didn't even say your name. I mean, you got to prepare me for something like that, brother, because let's, let's like ease into this conversation. So I'm thinking all this in my head. I didn't say anything, but, but he could see in my face I was thrown off because I was. I was like, you know, there's a lot of stuff going through my So So as I was like regrouping, he thought I didn't know what the word meant. So he starts to explain it to me. I was like, brother, I get it. So we, and he's sitting there going, well, so uh, uh, can I do it? And I know there's thousands of y'all right now going, I want to know the answer to that question. <laughs> What's happening in your brain? What are you thinking about? Are you bonding with someone God bonded you with? Or are you destroying your ability to ultimately do what God created you to do? There's your answer. It's not about do I do this or don't do this. It's do I understand how God designed me to glorify him. That's how you got to see everything in your life. Don't look at it as rules. Look at it as a loving God that said there's a right way and wrong way to do things. And if you do it the wrong way, something's going to die. There's so many people who are in relationships and you look at the person that you're with and it's just emptiness. Because you're not there. And there are couples who watch pornography together thinking they're going to enhance their relationship. And yet what they're doing is they're taking hundreds of people into the bed in their head. And they don't even, they're not having, they're not intimate with the person in front of them because they got too many people in their head. They got too many expectations, too many sounds, too many images that are not that person. And when the devil's telling you, I'm going to enhance your relationship, he's actually destroying it because he's a liar. He's not going to tell you that. But I'm going to tell you that. He's lying to you. And so what has to happen, God has to renew your mind. A friend of mine is, is addicted to, has a sex addiction and it ruined his career. And I was talking to him one day about it and he was bawling, crying. And here are his words. I wish this on no kid. Adult as well, but he was just thinking the youth. Because he was enslaved. He had to have more and more and more and more and more because his brain was so wired that it was never satisfied. So what has to happen? You have to have your mind renewed. Turn to Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12. Awesome verse. Romans 12 verse 1. It says, Romans is the sixth book in the New Testament. It says, I beseech you, therefore, brothers. I beg you, therefore, my brothers. And by the way, it's not a black church. It's just brethren like my brother, Christian brothers, for all y'all who don't. I don't know what kind of Bible you got, but uh, it's all brothers. And, and that includes women too, brethren. By the mercies of God that you present your body a living sacrifice. Everyone say body. Now, this is literal. This is your body, your hand, your eyes, your face, your head, your mouth, your legs, every part of your body. Lord, I give this to you. Use this as you would want. This is not yours. This is not yours. 
you are, have been lent it. You are a steward or manager of this. It doesn't belong to you. Lord, I give this to you. The world wants you to know, you think you can do anything you want with your body, and then you end up destroying your body. You end up getting a disease. You end up getting, you can't have babies. You end up, you can't have relationships. You can't, you can't focus on one person. Your mind is going all over the place. Your mind is so wired, and, and this is mostly a guy thing. Your mind is so wired that if every time you talk to a woman, you think she likes you. Ladies, let me educate you for just one second, okay? You do, and, and women too, but this is more of a guy issue because we are more visually stimulated. That you can come up to a guy and say, hi. <laughs> and he automatically says, she wants me. <laughs> now, there are some of y'all ladies who think that is so stupid. <laughs> yes, it is, but it's true. It's true. You can come out of your house in your yoga pants all you want. Say, oh, it's so comfortable. But let me tell you, dudes are not thinking what you're thinking. You should get some trusted guys in your life and just ask them some very pointed questions about everything y'all do. Now, I'm not saying it's your fault at all. Guys, will a bird will chirp and they'll start thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> However, you need to be sensitive to how people interact. And there are a lot of y'all who are married where, you're, where God, the devil has destroyed your ability just to focus on each other. Look what it says. Romans chapter 12, verse 1. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body. Everyone say body. A living sacrifice. What does that mean? Lord, here is my body. It's alive. It functions. And so I am surrendering it to you so it can function in a way that glorifies you. That's what that means. It doesn't mean, God, you gave me this body and I can do what I want. I have rights. If, you, if there's one thing I hear on the radio more than anything is the word, my rights. That's defiant to God. God, I don't care what you say. I'm going to do what I want to do. It's all about me. It's not. And again, one way you can test is if what you're doing is causing life or death. Are you getting disease? Are you losing your ability to have kids? Are you losing your ability to have an intimate relationship with one person? Are you addicted to something? Can you go one, two, four, five days without looking at some sexually uh, explicit images or sounds on the Internet? I mean, just, just ask yourself that question. Because if you're faithful and do it God's way, that stuff won't happen. And then it says, I, I, I present my body a living sacrifice, holy, which means set aside for God's purpose or set aside for a purpose. In this, in this example, God, ex, I'm going to present my body a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable to God. In other words, God is going to be pleased with what I give him, which is my reasonable service. Then it says in verse 2, do not be conformed to this world. Don't be like the world. Everyone say, don't be like the world. When you come to church and say, well, this is so opposite of the world. Exactly. We're not trying to be like the world. We're trying to be like this. And yes, it's a conflict. And yes, it's a battle. And yes, you have to decide every day. You are a citizen of heaven living in a different country. Exactly. Exactly. And when you go out there, it's like wolves surrounding sheep. No, I am standing on Jesus Christ because I'm not playing that game because that game was going to kill me. 
Amen? Look what it says. It says in verse 2, do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed. Everyone say transformed. Say transformed. That implies a change by the renewing of your mind. In a minute, we're going to pray. And here's the, the great news. God wants to renew your mind. Cleanse your body. Cleanse your heart. Change your desires. Lord, I want to be pure. And what I mean by pure is not, I'm not doing anything because I'm going to take a vow of purity as well. It doesn't mean don't do anything because we ain't doing that. It means do it God's way. If you're single, wait till you're married. Ooh, ooh, come on, brother. Just look at the pain it's caused. Look at the expense. Look at the drama. Look at the derailed dreams. That's it. Or you can say, Lord, I'm going to do it your way. Because I'm looking at the long term. So in a minute, we're going to pray. And, 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 and my, my challenge to all of you is to, to, to say, Lord, I'm going to surrender my body, a living sacrifice. And I want to receive healing of my mind. I want, to, I want to receive a pure heart. I, I want to take a vow to be pure today. Couples, do it together. Do it together. Whether you're married or not, do it together. Say, Lord, we're going to do it God's way. Can I get amen? So everybody in all the campuses, if you could bow your heads and close your eyes, and I want you to listen very carefully. Lord, we thank you that you created man and woman. You created them to be comparable, to be one. And Lord, there are so many people here who need their minds renewed. I pray even right now, Holy Spirit, that you would start to rewire people's brains. That they would think pure thoughts, that they would see through pure eyes. That you would purify, purify their hearts, that you would deliver them from sexual addiction. Sexual deviance. And that you would give them a passion and a desire to have a pure heart, a pure life. And to be bonded with one person. I pray couples, for couples that you would, they would be united in purpose in their relationship to honor you in their relationship. Honor you in what they do, what they say, what they talk about, what they think about. And Lord, I pray for people who have had diseases or procedures that have left them sterile. I pray you heal them. I pray you deliver them from the consequences of their sin, that you would cleanse them. So if you would like to take a vow, Lord, I want to present my body a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable. And I want to be sexually pure. I want you to pray this prayer with me in the privacy of your heart. Pray, dear God, I surrender myself to you. I believe God created me. I believe he designed sex to be beautiful. Something to enjoy. Something to express oneness. And I want to do it his way. So I surrender my life to him. I surrender my sexual life to him. To honor and glorify him. In everything I do. 
Say, think, watch, 